Hey everybody and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host Alex Klein and we've got quite the episode for you all today. Uh, if for those of you that didn't know, last weekend was D23, the D23 Expo where Disney celebrates itself over three days and does so by uh, announcing a bunch of upcoming projects. Uh, from all lines of their business. And so uh, for a guy like me and for our guests that I'm about to bring on, this is like uh, going into a <laughs> going to D23. Uh, it's like being in a candy shop. We get to see all the cool new inside things that are coming out. Uh, and so we are going to be breaking down all of that for you guys. So please welcome my guest and friend of the show, Kevin. Hey, Alex. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I remember our last, uh, I was going to say our last episode was recent, but our last year when we had our, I think it was D23 that we broke down, right? Or was it Disney Plus Day? Uh, Disney Plus Day. Because uh, D23 hasn't happened since 2019 before the pandemic, I believe. Okay, good to know. Yeah, you know, Disney's starting to turn into that whole national holiday trend where every day there's a new, you know, oh, it's National Hot Dog Day. It's National Fly Like a Bird Day. And now it's, you know, D23, Disney Plus Day. Uh, But very happy to have you on. Like I said, we're going to be breaking down a lot of stuff. But before we do... I wanted to get your overall thoughts of the uh, event itself. So kind of over those three days, I know our uh, radar was very much on the Marvel and Lucasfilm panel, uh, but there were some other panels as well on prior days for video games. There was stuff for Disney and Pixar for the TV shows. Uh, what were your thoughts on all of it? Like, how did it go? How were your expectations? All of that. Um, I think it, maybe personally was a little lackluster um in a sense uh at least i know from the video games uh panel i know people online afterwards were saying that they didn't really showcase much i mean i know i know people uh, i mean we're going to talk about this when we get to the marvel studios panel like they were at least potentially expecting something for the ps the ps5 um spider-man game you know because that had been announced uh i think it's about a year ago now i think maybe uh, it was either last June or last December, I think, it was announced. And so people thought there would be at least been a little update for it. And, I mean, we did get the sort of the reveal for the new um, Skydance game that um, the lady who was the creator of the Uncharted series is working on, the one set in World War, World War II. Um, and, I mean, that was pretty cool. But, again, it was, like, bare minimum stuff. Like, we, we got it, like, a I forgot if the footage was either in-game, like, just a cutscene, or just, like, it was pre-rendered CGI, so it was hard to, like, really know, you know? So, and they gave boilerplate discussion points on, like, best graphics and, like, play, you know? So, like, we don't really get an idea of, like, what it is. So that was a little disappointing. Yeah, and then, um, and then the next day, uh, or then, or then the, when the panels with the Disney and the Pixar stuff, like, it, some of our friends who were just sharing the updates were, uh, it was like, as something was coming through, like, it was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Some, some of the, the animated stuff seemed pretty cool and such, you know, and obviously we'll get to Saturday's big panel and stuff, but also at Sunday, the park stuff with the new Avengers campus ride, that was pretty cool. The, um, the King Thanos or, uh, whatever, um, that part what like that, that just seemed like to me, that was just a super interesting concept that they're going like full on in the multiverse in the parks and if you looked at that um the 
concept art they showed. Like there were some interesting looking characters on there, at least at least, at least from P Spider Man's perspective. It looked like yes. it definitely saw the I think the Avengers Campus Spider Man, but then the one that looks like might be in this uh, freshman year animated series for sure. You know, so uh, that was really interesting to see. So um, I, I'm excited to learn more about what that story means and what it means for people showing up in the park yeah that that was honestly that was probably the uh kind of most exciting thing of all of it just thinking and, and i i was excited when it was announced um for the you know, comic fans out there king thanos is uh from donny cates's thanos wins uh run from i think it was back in like 2016 awesome run probably one of the best thanos stories out there um, and of course, he becomes king. He wins. He he gets exactly what he wanted. And uh, so you kind of go from there, which I thought was interesting because I was watching some of the uh, Marvel announcements on YouTube and they said that it was spe a character specially made for the park. And I was like, well, no, it was specially made for the comic. And then you guys took it and probably are not paying Donnie Cates or Jeff Shaw for uh, for it. But still a cool concept. Uh, and yeah, I took a look at that um, that art as well, which was almost identical to a Esad Ribic uh, variant cover of Secret Wars. And you had, yeah, I saw Man Thing on there. I saw, I think it was Okoye was on there. Um, you had a, a Sharon Carter, or I guess Captain Carter was on there. Just, like, all the there. variants that you could think of. And I, you know, at the time I was like, oh, this is this is really cool. But then as I was thinking about it more, I was like, what an experience that is like to me, that ride is going to be is like the culmination of the MCU because you can't have it any other way. Right. I mean, the closest we're going to get to something like that is probably the secret wars movie, mm -hmm. but just the fact that they're like, Oh yeah, we'll put in a bunch of Spider-Man in there. Like they, they don't need to worry about that. Right. Cause they, there's no rights issues to it. And Oh, we'll put man thing in there and these other random, you know, characters. So just sitting in that ride, I imagine is just going to be life changing in it. I'm more so than probably that guardians ride. No offense to the guardians, but just the sheer volume of like, here's the history of the MCU sitting in this ride uh i'm very excited for that it makes me want to go there um but yeah overall i uh, i enjoyed it i thought it was certainly wasn't as uh you know exciting i think as comic-con and i think that's just because comic-con was kind of their answer to everyone's worry about oh you know marvel doesn't have a plan and they're like surprise we had a plan all along because we've always had a plan but this was more of like let's flesh out phase five <laughs> And maybe give it, you know, some teases for phase four as well, a little bit, maybe a phase six. Um, so I, we had a, shared an interesting article earlier just about how that, you know, there's a lot of expectations for this, um, this event. And there was a lot of rumors that were floating around beforehand of, oh, you know, this thing's going to be announced. This thing's gonna be, it was a great lesson in just letting it all go beforehand and trying not to put stock in any of that stuff because, we still got a lot of really great announcements. So um, without any further ado, we will dive into them. So what I wanted to touch on first was um, some of this Disney Plus um, shows that are coming, uh, which seems pretty interesting. The first one was called American Born Chinese, which is a story. It looks like it's starring Michelle Yeoh. So bonus, we're getting her again, but also Kihui Kwan. Uh, so we're getting a reuniting of the Everything Everywhere All at Once cast. Daniel Wu is in it as well. Uh, but it says it's based on a genre-hopping graphic novel by Jean Luen Yang, who did or is doing right now the Shang-Chi series uh, for Marvel. 
So I, I feel like I've seen this before. I've not read it, but it makes me want to. It says, it tells the story of Jin Wang, an average teenager juggling his high school social life with his home life. When he meets a new student on the first day of the school year, even more worlds collide as Jin is unwittingly entangled in a battle of Chinese mythological gods. Uh, sounds super cool. Did you have any thoughts about that? I mean, like I, I just recently saw this. There's no trailer or anything like that. Uh, just the concept seemed really interesting. Yeah, I think uh, I did see there was a production brief, I think. So uh, like a little like behind the scenes thing. So it did show some of the footage um, uh, kind of like from a behind the scenes perspective of it. So it was uh, it definitely looked like Disney Channel-esque, you know, but slightly better. Um, right. <laughs> excuse me. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm curious. I remember when it, uh, Destin Daniel Cretton's involved, too. I think he's a EP on it. So... Um, cool, nice. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I remember it got announced like right after Shang-Chi, uh, I think premiered or something like that. So, uh, I'm, I'm curious about it. You know, I, I might check it out. Um, it's nothing that I, I'm like actively excited about, but I mean, it looked pretty cool. And if it sounds, people say it's pretty good, I, I might check it out, you know, being on Disney plus and all, but, uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, another one here too. And there, there was, I wouldn't even call it a trailer. I barely call it a teaser, but uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians uh, had a little teaser of the, it's called like the half breed school or something. I've not read those books. I know people love those books. I recently, like I think last year watched the first movie for the first time and I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. So to see them kind of doing a show, which I have a feeling will pay a lot more justice to the story than what I have heard the sequels do of the movie. Um, but yeah, like I said, we, you know, you don't really even see anybody in it. And it looks like Walker Scobell, Arian Simhadri and Leah Sava Jeffries are confirmed to be in it. And, uh, that's about it, I guess though. You know, it shows they had a little teaser too. Um, are you a big Percy Jackson fan? No, never. Uh, that, that was a little past my time, I think. So, um, yeah, that's not really interested in that one. Um, I know a lot of people were, who are a fan were excited by the fact that, uh, hopefully will be done better than the movies were, I think, and might be able to explore more of the books. So hopefully for those fans, uh, the series will be what they want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another interesting, this, this is borderline into the realm of, we did not ask for this. Why are you giving this to us? The Santa clauses, uh, Disney legend, Tim Allen took the stage uh, along with, it looks like Elizabeth Mitchell, Cal Penn, and more to introduce the highly anticipated continuation of the beloved franchise. Don't get me wrong. I grew up on Santa Claus 1. Uh, loved Santa Claus 2 as well. That was one of our holiday favorites. But I never thought we would get a TV show of it. I did watch the trailer of it. And the makeup looks a little rough in that trailer. Tim Allen definitely looks old. So I'm I'm curious as to what they thought would be worth bringing all of this back to make a new thing for it but any thoughts on that one uh no again i i was not clamoring for this i know a friend of the program kara our friend she was uh very much loves the santa claus movies and so she's very excited for this the only thing i saw from i guess this trailer was i think was Peyton Manning in it or something? I thought I saw. Oh yeah, yeah, he was like, like auditioning to be Santa. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only <laughs> thing I saw about this, and I mean, I it, again, not not high on my list of anything I'm looking forward to. So uh, again, hopefully for people like Kara who loved love these movies and you two who enjoyed them, that the series the series is pretty good. So 
that's all you cannot hope for with these things. But again, yeah, I'm with you. I'm like, why did we need this? I don't think we needed it. <laughs> yeah. But hey, we also, I, I think you could have easily made that argument for the Princess Switch 3. Uh, and upon watching it, it was like, okay, yeah, I'm glad we got this. Uh, so the first two episodes premiere on November 16th. So worst case scenario, this will be a fun Christmas show to watch, uh, even if it ends up being a little cheesy. Interesting. Okay, so it says Scott Calvin is on the brink of his 65th birthday, uh, realizing he can't be Santa forever. He's suddenly starting to lose the magic, and which he did in the prior movies. Yeah. Uh, more importantly, he's got a family who could benefit from a life in the normal world. Uh, I think, doesn't that, uh, no, she comes back to, okay, that's fine. Especially his two kids who have grown up at the North Pole, except Charlie did not grow up at the North Pole. He grew up in the real world. Um, yeah, so it's him looking for a replacement, which is funny because isn't that what he was doing in the third movie too? If I remember, yeah. And I know for sure that's what he was doing in the second movie because he wanted to go back down, so he had to create the nut. I know the lore. I just don't, <laughs> I don't understand. Okay, speaking of lore, Here's one that I'm really excited about. National Treasure, nice. Edge of History. This was one we have been clamoring for something yes. since that second movie came out. I see you smiling, Kevin. Did you see the, did you see the movies at theaters? Uh, I don't, maybe I don't remember. Did you like them though? Oh, national Treasure is a national treasure. It, like, yeah. Let's be honest. Like it, it really is, is. Uh, cheesy as all heck and it is amazing. It made me believe that I could just take a $20 bill and start and go to uh, Philadelphia and just start finding some hidden national treasure. So like, <laughs> let's go. I'm excited. I watched, I did watch the trailer for this uh, earlier because I hadn't watched it when it came out and uh, Harvey Keitel's in it. And then you see the glasses that, and then the end with Riley pool uh, popping up there. So yeah, I, I, this one I am very excited for. I hope it does well, but again, still want that national treasure three with Nick cage returning. Like, come on. I know. Well, you know, they could be, they could really be actually, you know, I don't know. I, I like that idea. If, if they see like the viewership of the show is really high, then they go, maybe we make a third movie, bring cage back. Yeah. Uh, I like where it's at right now. I'm, I'm okay with him not being there just because I, you know, the show depended on him or the movies did, but I think yeah. there was so much beyond that of like, my mind was always racing in those movies of like, what other like secrets of us history could we yeah. find out about? Uh, and so I'm really excited to see this, especially with the cast. It seems like, I think it's leaning, correct me if I'm wrong, more into like, um, maybe Hispanic culture as well, of like or South American culture. So maybe there's some pieces of that within America, which again, awesome. I anything that they dig up because there's always bits we don't know about our history. If they kind of show that in this, it will be so cool. Catherine Zeta Jones is in it as well, so I hope we get an episode where she dips between lasers. Uh, that would be great. Uh, it says first two episodes are going to premiere uh, December fourteenth. And the uh, so it's told from the point of view of young heroine Jess, a brilliant and resourceful dreamer. So, yeah, uh, in search of answers for her family, uh, embarks on an adventure of a lifetime to uncover the truth and save a lost Pan American treasure, which I assume then means probably both of the Americas, South America and North mm -hmm. America. I will say there are some bits of the trailer that were a little cheesy, a little uh, cringy with some of these jokes, but. I am going to forgive them if they have some really cool lore. I need that history lore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, super excited for that. That will be really fun. Um, if anyone was curious, uh, Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur uh, is going to be coming to the Disney Channel on February 10th. I didn't even know the Disney Channel still existed. I thought it all just moved to Disney+. Plus, But 
series. Oh uh, yeah, and it says it'll be available shortly after uh, on Disney Plus. Animated sounds pretty cool. Were you ever a fan of uh, Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur? No, that that uh, that's uh, at least this iteration like started I feel like around 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really interested at that point in as much of the comics as I was, but yeah, that also never like really um, piqued my interest. But I knew that this this series feels like it's been in development for like a while now. And yeah. uh, I think it was still, I think it was still announced when Marvel Television was still technically an an entity, and that's no longer an entity anymore. So, um, good to see it's finally coming out. Yeah. At the same time, though, it just to me seems a little strange. Of why are they making Marvel shows outside of the Marvel canon? Um, and they're free to do so. I know Marvel TV does that all the time with yeah. the Spider-Man animated series and and those other ones as well. But it says here, which is interesting. Uh, we're getting her third view, her third showing in the uh, in Marvel. Alfre Woodard is going to be Luna- Lunella's grandmother, and then also even more interesting than that, Lawrence Fishburne mm-hmm. is going to be a recurring role as the Beyonder, uh, which is uh, fascinating. You know, one of those big timey, but again, not really going to be a part of the MCU. So it'll well, be. Yeah, I'm sure I mean, kids will love it. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think this the animated stuff for the for like on Disney Channel, like the Spider Man shows and stuff. You know, like that's always fine to just be a separate thing. Like, cause that's like, it's hopefully a way to help introduce somebody who may not know more Marvel into Marvel, you know, and like, don't bog them down with being part of all this continuity or like, just hit, make a fun show for kids to enjoy, you know? So Marvel yeah. and Marvel animation has done that for years. So like, I see no issue with it, you know? And like, obviously like, the more quote unquote adult things like what if, or the Spider-Man freshman year or whatever, like keep that in in the MCU multiverse stuff, you know? So um, I'm fine with it. I think, yeah, I think I would say the biggest get from that era uh, in my eyes is, is uh, earth's mightiest heroes. I think was what it was. Right. Or Mm -hmm. or, uh, the, the Avengers one, like just, it's like you, you can essentially retell all of the stories of Lunella of moon girl in this contained version. So like as a kid, you could watch them all versus waiting for the MCU to adapt all of them, which Mm -hmm. um, I I always loved. And I've got some of those spider ones on my, uh, my watch list for sure. So um, that's going to do it for us on the Disney TV side. So we're going to dive into some of the bigger ones. Uh, First off being Disney and Pixar. So uh, there were quite a few in this one. I'm really excited to kind of hear some of your thoughts on these because I I don't think I've talked about any of them. I did watch the trailer for all of these things. So I can talk about my thoughts on them, saying that specifically for this Hocus Pocus 2. It's back. It arguably, based on the trailer, better than ever. I am not a Hocus Pocus fan. My wife is, and most of America is. I feel like that's one of those dividing lines. Like, you're either a Hocus Pocus fan or you're not, and that's like half the country. Um, So I was like, I don't even want to watch the trailer. I'm not planning to watch this movie, but, you know, my wife was like, we're going to watch the movie. So I was like, I'll just see what the trailer looks like. Okay. I was like, you know what? This actually looks like it might be entertaining. Um, the three witches look a lot more like witches now because they're a lot older, so <laughs> a little more craggly. But at the same time, there was like, there was some, cr- there was definite cringe, and I'm going to be annoyed when I'm watching this. But I would say it was like 20% of the trailer. So I was like, okay, we've got, uh, and let's see if we've got her on here too. Uh, yeah, Hannah Waddingham is in. Mm-hmm. When I saw that, I was like, well, I'm going to have to watch this now because I love her from Ted Lasso. So I was like, okay, that's awesome. 
Um, but then there was another piece about it too. Oh, the guy from uh, um, what's his name? Is he on here? I think Doug, not Doug Jones, but he's a comedian from uh, I think you should leave. And he does some other stuff too. Uh, but he was in it as well. And he was like, he's like a bookstore owner or something like that. But um, there are pieces of it that I was like, okay, this looks pretty interesting. Okay. I will watch and probably maybe enjoy it. But still, again, I can't say that no one asked for a Hocus Pocus because I think everyone wanted one. What did you think about this one, Kevin? Um, I did not see the trailer. I'm indifferent on Hocus Pocus. I guess if anything, I would say I'm a Halloween town person more than uh, Hocus Pocus. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I shared the news. I was happy for the people that were excited by it. Um, again, I'm indifferent. Probably won't check it out. I mean, I don't even remember the last time I fully watched Hocus Pocus. So it's been years. So uh, unlike some people who have it on 24-7 once spooky season comes around, you know. That's uh, right. I'm not one <laughs> Never have to change that freeform channel. Exactly. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I am, did not check this one out. Nice. Yeah, well, it premieres on Disney Plus uh, on September 30th. I got to tell you, I was watching the trailer and there's a bit where like Bette Midler is pure cringe to me in the, <laughs> in the first movie. And in the trailer, there's a moment where you just hear. Ooh, and I was like, oh, no, like it's like her calling someone or something. But it was like her, you know, little Bette Midler way of doing it. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is going to be. And then we heard the sisters and I was like, oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. Speaking of which, here's another one I'm sure. Uh, a lot of people are fans of watched the trailer of this too. Disenchanted. Um, I was not really a big fan of the first, the first movie I, I saw it and I liked it at the time, but I, you know, I, I just, I'm not a huge musical fan and the, the whole, the, the princess thing just wasn't, didn't do it for me in that movie, but Hey, it's Amy Adams. She graduated from my high school. So can't complain too much. Same thing here. I was like, okay, I can see where maybe they were like, Hey, we've got kind of an interesting idea that we can play with on this. of like, she and we'll see if it even says what it is but it is uh no it doesn't even say on here but oh no yeah <coughs> excuse me 15 years since giselle and robert wed but giselle has grown disillusioned with life in the city so they move their family to the sleepy suburban community of monroeville uh, in search of a more fairy tale life. Wow, how how very American. Um, unfortunately, it isn't the quick fix she hoped for. Suburbia has a whole new set of roles, and local Queen Bee, which is Maya Rudolph, who looks like she'll be great, um, feel more out of place than ever. So it almost feels like, yeah, she's trying to maybe she gets put under a spell or something like that where she's turning into a bad guy or something. Like that. I don't know. I, I might check it out. If Lisa wants to watch it, I will, but otherwise I probably won't. What about you? Uh, yeah, this one, I didn't watch, again, didn't watch the trailer. I probably will check out the trailer, but uh, yeah, I haven't seen, I probably saw Enchanted once, maybe in theaters, maybe once, or on DVD, maybe. But uh, yeah, again, it, it, I, I don't think I disliked Enchanted, but I wasn't like over the moon about it, you know. So um, again, uh, happy for everybody who's been clamoring for more from that. I know that everybody, once that came out, had or at least more recently, had been like, when can we have another Enchanted? Like, give us Enchanted 2. And then they finally announced it, you know, so good for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I haven't seen the trailer, so uh, I'll ha I will ha I'll probably check that one out because I'll, I'll be curious to see about that one. Nice. We get uh, we got a poster for uh, Peter Pan and Wendy. Honestly, to me, this is more like even – I think it might have been an announcement. I had no idea about this. So I think I may have known about that. I think they may have said that at 
D, Disney Plus Day last year, I think. You think so? Hey, I mean, what's, what was the other thing that you... Or no, that was Maya about the Snow White movie, which we'll get to yeah. as well. I didn't realize they were making this. There's a couple of Disney movies. I think when it's like, oh, we're going to remake this movie that didn't need to be remade, my brain just shuts off, so I, yeah. I forget about it. And this is even funny. They put it even in here. It says, the new film dives deeper into Wendy's story as she joins the boy who refused to grow up on a magical journey to Neverland and reveals the history of the rivalry between Peter Pan and Captain Hook. Um, the cast discussed what fans can expect from the new film, but then at the end of the sentence, it says it's a live action reimagining of the 1953 anime classic. So what can we expect? More of the same. So if you liked the Peter Pan movie, you may like this new movie. Um, and I, I loved Peter Pan back in the day. That was one of my faves. So um, hopefully it's good. I didn't watch Pan when that one came out. Um, Honestly, I almost liked Return to Neverland, what might have been my favorite Peter Pan movie, the sequel. Um, but yeah, did any thoughts on this one? Was this exciting to you at all? Nothing? No, again, yeah, these live action remakes, like, they more often than not have been bad. So it's just like, yep. the stats are not in their favor. Like, no, they regardless really aren't. of <laughs> if you like the animated ones or whatever, like, it's just generally speaking, the, the stats are not in this, this line's favor. And it's like, Disney isn't doing anything original really anymore, at least theatrically and in live action. So, you know, we're just going to, once, once the well gets tapped out of the, all these animated, they're like, they're getting close, I think, to finishing. I think so. So like, and then once that happens, like, we'll, we'll see what they do, but. They yeah, gotta, that's what I'm excited for is just the day that they run out of these. And it's like, I keep begging people, you know, if you don't want to see these movies, don't go see these movies. Yeah. But each and every time they gross a billion dollars. So it's like, what, what are you going to do? Here's another one that did not need to get remade haunted mansion. Uh, there's a great version of that on Disney plus right now with Eddie Murphy, phenomenal movie. One of my favorite Disney movies, love that one around the holidays, but it looks like they're remaking that one. And Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be in it. Yep. Um, that's, that's I think the one with uh, Scarlett Johansson as a executive producer, I believe. That was is happening. She playing? Oh, no, no, no. Curtis is playing Madame Leota. Um, I yeah. thought maybe Scarlet. That's yeah, interesting. So good thing she's hooked. Who's what? I said good Good thing ScarJo is involved, that she's hooked onto it. Yeah, well, that was that was happening around the whole Black Widow stuff. So that was everybody. I, I think she's still attached as far as I know. But uh, that was I remember that was when the Black Widow uh, stuff was happening. It was like, oh, she's gonna keep working with disney on that like is she still gonna do it is she not or whatever but i think i think she still did so or is so yeah but again i i when i remember that was being remade i was like i totally forgot about the eddie murphy one but um that's been years since i've seen that eddie murphy one welcome ever's and ever's real estate world you'll love your home for ever's and ever's <laughs> Um, you know, actually though, I've got some bad news for you, Kevin, because when we, when we're hope we're hoping that well is going to run drive remakes, um, so they can start working on fresh stuff, but it sounds like they're going in a new business model plan, which is the prequel of the remake. We've got Mufasa, the Lion King, a movie none of us needed at all. Um, because Hey, we know what's going to happen by the end of it, right? At least we know that this movie is not going to be as sad as Lion King, because Mufasa is alive the whole time. The only thing that has me excited about this is that it's being directed by Barry Jenkins, which uh, is enough for me to get out of my seat and go to the theater to see it, which I hate that yeah. that's what's happening with this. But if Barry thinks that there's some promise in this movie, um, I'm I'm going to believe him because, like I said, he can he's done no wrong in my eyes so far. Um, were you feeling the same way, or were you kind of over it? 
Yeah, I'm my I always I knew he was attached, but I guess I either misremembered or I thought it was a sequel. I mean, technically it is a sequel that is telling a prequel story. But uh, when it said it was a prequel, I was like, oh, that's weird. Because I thought it was like a true sequel to The Lion King. Um, like a continuation from the end of that movie. A remake um, of Lion King 2, perhaps? Or, yeah, Lion King 2, or just like telling something. I don't know. But um, so, yeah, I mean, again, it is what it is. Uh, I didn't never saw the, uh, the Favreau uh, remake, Lion King, so. You never saw it, Kevin. Nope. Wow. Yeah, never saw it. So uh, honestly, I'm proud of you for for that. <laughs> it was it was it was as good as the original because <laughs> yeah. it was the exact same as the original. Right. Um. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Moving on. Speaking of, here comes another remake. We've got Snow White. So, uh, looks like Gal Gadot came out as the stepmother, the queen. Yeah. Great. Now I've got to go see this movie. Uh, and also Rachel Ziegler as well, um, who did an awesome job on West Side Story. <laughs> I didn't like a lot of that movie, but I loved her in it. So very excited to see what they do. Um, looks like new songs by um, Grammy Oscar Tony winning songwriters, Pasek and Paul, which is pretty cool. Directed by Mark Webb, who uh, directed The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, trying to see if there's not much else about it. Cool, I guess. I know, again, there was some controversy from Peter Dinklage saying so are we you know are you still going to have dwarves in the movie because uh that's kind of an outdated concept so very interested to see what they choose to do it sounded like disney said we're consulting with um dwarves all across the nation to make sure that this is good i don't know it's going to be dangerous i think they're they're treading a fine line with some of these older remakes where there's a lot of you look at peter pan too right you know obviously that one's going to be very easy to get right because you know, in the cartoon, all of the uh, the Native Americans were painted red, whereas now it's like we'll just get actual Native Americans to play the characters. So there's certain things that can be fixed, but this is something where maybe we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh, another remake. Here we come. The Little Mermaid. Man, all they did was announce remakes, Kevin. So yeah, you're right. They have to be at the very end, unless they do a live action Ratatouille. In which case, uh, that might be my well, movie that's, of the year. Pixar, though, so I don't think. Yeah, are. well, that's. Do you not see what I'm saying, though? Uh, once they run out of all the animated, they're going to go to Pixar and do live actions of all those. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Halle Berry, Halle no. Bailey yep. <laughs> stars as man for a second. There, I was like, yeah. I've been doing that every time since <laughs> I seen this trailer. I've been saying like, wait, it's Halle Berry, and it's like, no, it's not. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. She stars as Ariel in the live action adaption. Uh, director Rob Marshall uh, shared a sneak peek of the part of your world sequence. I watched that. Uh, intriguing. I'm very intrigued. Uh, yep. That's one of the movies I watched a lot as a kid. It scared me, but I always watched it for some reason. So, like, I love those songs. I'm um, so very curious to see, at least from the preview we got, I was like, okay, there's certain ones of these remakes where I just like going to see them because I want to see what it looks like in live action. Um, especially when there's actual real people in it versus the Lion King where there's no real people in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's all we got. I would say for Halle Bailey getting cast, I think she's going to do great. It seems like from what we saw on this minute thing that she's got the chops and she certainly has the voice for it. Yeah, it looked interesting. Uh, I think Lin-Manuel Miranda's doing the music or is doing new music or something. I think he's involved somehow. So yeah, I'm, I am intrigued by this one, but again, like as much as I want to be excited for it, like we've seen good looking trailers for a bunch of these other live action stuff. And then as the whole movie, they suck. 
you know? So it's like, yep. it's just the stats aren't there. So it's like, I'm happy to get hyped on this one. But like, again, like I'm not holding my breath that it's going to be spectacular in the final thing because all, all of them really aren't, you know, I, I hope it, I, I honestly hope it is. I hope it's really great. And, uh, I'm, it's the diamond in the rough out of all of these, but, uh, yeah, it's just hard. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's almost like when McDonald's took the McRib away for a really long time, and then they announced the McRib is coming back, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, it's the McRib! Let's go!" And then they went and they're like, "Actually, this is about as bad as I remember it. Like, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing." And then they keep doing that year after year. So it's like, again, hey, you don't want to see this? Don't go see the movie. But at the same time, for a little kid, yeah, they, they love these movies, and that's who they're for. They're not for us. I mean, at the same time, they're tried to be for us, though, right? Because these are the movies we grew up on. Mm-hmm. So um, they're trying to market to everybody, and that's the, the brilliance of Disney, I guess. Um, but that's it for the Disney side of things. So moving on to Pixar, uh, new Pixar movie announced called Elemental that uh, looks like all new original film that's going to be releasing on June 16th, 2023. I'll give credit to Pixar right now. Uh, they're the exact opposite of Disney. Like the fact that they can just pump out original. They are what Disney should be aspiring to be of like, okay, we can actually make original movies and they end up being really great every single time. Even the worst of them are just good, uh, which is great. So uh, personal inspiration story of immigrants pursuing dreams in beautiful neighborhoods where language and cultures come together. Um, it looks like a uh, set in a city where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. Uh, Zootopia, anybody? Uh, Ember is a tough and fiery young woman, and Wade is a fun, sappy, go-with-the-flow guy. Helping bring them to life are Leah Lewis and uh, Mamadou Athi, who were warmed welcomely or w- welcomed warmly um, to D23. So um, we don't know much about it from the animation. It looks very similar to Inside Out, in my opinion. Uh, but hey, if it's original, you know there's gonna they're gonna hit you in the feel somehow. Mm-hmm. But um, did you have any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, whenever we get a trailer for it, uh, definitely check it out. And uh, yeah, I mean Pixar, like you said, they've been doing a lot of trying to do a lot of uh, original things uh, and such. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. To show, I mean, at least so far, more excited than the live action stuff that we've already talked about. So yep yep and more excited than all of the prior things combined win or lose the pixar uh this was teased i know this was teased at disney plus day because i I remember this one just the concept of it i was i used to play baseball when i was a kid so i can really relate to this this was awesome so series follows the pickles a uh co-ed middle school softball team in the week leading up to their championship game each episode takes place that same week highlighting the perspective of a different main character, players, their parents, the umpire, each reflected in a unique visual style. Hobson and Yates, uh, Carrie Hobson, Michael Yates, the directors, revealed that Will Forte will will voice Coach Dan uh, of the series and shared a shout-out Forte recorded for the occasion, followed with a clip. This is streaming in fall of next year. Um, I thought it said it was going to be sooner than fall, but that makes sense. That's basically when baseball season's kind of picking up. Um, I am pumped for this this show. So let's hear it. What do you feel about it? Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I I think it'll be interesting if the each episode is a slightly different animation style style or vi- visuals. But I, I'm mostly excited that it seems like we're finally getting a long form animated something from Pixar or Disney oh. because. Everything that they've done on uh, 
Disney Plus has been those like nine minute, like, like that's it, which I understand because of like just the amount of like, I feel like it's just the time constraint to like, if you're going to do 10 episodes at like 20 minutes, like that's just so much more, slightly more content than you do for a film. And like films already take like four years to make. And then so like, are you, is it going to mean like a series going to take like six years or, you know, like I, I understand the, like the issue here with it, but I am excited to, cause like, uh, yeah, I was like when they announced the previous stuff, like the Doug days and, um, the car series and, uh, like everything like that. It's like, Oh, we're going to get like stuff with the, or the, uh, the Baymax series. Like, Oh yeah. Just cut it's just like it's over and like you can watch it in like one sitting and then like you're done, you know? So it's like it's slightly disappointing. So I'm hoping that when it does say long form that it's like actually like a twenty minute, twenty one minute episode or something, you know, as animated by Pixar. So and then yeah, the concept of it of just like covering one episode per person over the week sounds really fun and yeah, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, super cool. And that's a great point too. I think I wonder if there's a piece of it because I was thinking about this yesterday with the uh, and we'll get to it soon about the tales of the Jedi um, of just like all of the articles that we've been reading about the stress that VFX people are under right now. And yet we keep seeing really great content from Lucasfilm and from Pixar. And part of me and I think we talked we discussed this at one point, too, of like, wow, you know, it would just make sense for Marvel to build up their own VFX department in-house where they either hire the best, uh, the best and the brightest from the field, which I doubt they do because again, other movies need them too, or they have kind of like a, uh, what's it called? Like a, not a combine system, but kind of like, like the minor leagues in a sense where they find really bright up and coming people that are in school or in college right now and hire them on and train them kind of like the writer's room where mm-hmm. they have a bunch of writers and then, you know, the best idea wins. And so just start building up their own VFX department because I've not heard a single thing about Pixar or Lucasfilm being like, Oh, you know, the conditions are terrible or we didn't get it out on time or, Oh, this does this. C-. The only time the CGI has not looked good was with Luke Skywalker. And the only reason for that is because that was, that's a very advanced CGI. All the other stuff like, Oh, Tales of the Jedi, surprise, we've got this. Or Star Wars Visions, surprise, we got that. Or like the Pixar movies, boom, Baymax, all this. Like they, they can clearly do it. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if part of the reason, like you said, is just they've got a lot of other things they're doing. They've got the short forms, they've got the movies. So there's only so many employees that can work on these projects. So something like this, maybe it is like, I, I mean, even if you think about it, when was that? That was, was it 2019 or was it last year that we got the announcement for it? It, uh, it, it, you know, it could have been an investor day in 2020, honestly. It you might, and, and so then there you go. So three years of time, like they probably have been working diligently on this. Right. I mean, they're probably treating it like one of their features. Like it's just yeah. like, like the teams that kind of cycle between exactly. like, like, it's probably like, that's probably what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Very excited. Um, also very excited for this next one, which seems very intriguing called Elio. Um, which is another looks like original film uh, of an 11 year old dreamer named Elio, who is artistic, creative and an avid indoorsman sound like anyone's humble host uh, finds it hard to fit in. Uh, Meanwhile, mom Olga who runs a top secret military project is working to decode a strange signal from outer space, but it's Elio who makes contact and gets beamed into space and is subsequently mistaken for an intergalactic ambassador to earth. Uh, and America Ferreira is voicing Olga and Jonas uh, 
Kibrabe is uh, lending his voice to Elio uh, coming out spring of 2024. Again, just a, I mean, I don't think they mention it at all in here. I'm double checking. Uh, oh yeah. They kind of do that strange world movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, they keep doing this thing of like, let's just have this wild concept and, you know, so that we can really stretch our uh, design kind of muscles of like, let's show what wild new worlds look like. What does outer space look like? So I'm kind of excited for this one. It looks cool. Yeah. I, I, I can't say I really read into that one as much before, but listen to you talk about it. Yeah. That's definitely intriguing and everything and as, and slightly later. Yeah. That strange world, which I think is Disney's animation, not Pixar's, but still that one looks like it'll be fun and adventurous and, uh, curious about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now here, this is an interesting one. No one asked for it, but in the mighty Pixar manner, um, we definitely needed this, which was inside out too. Yeah, uh, because I'm seeing here, it says all new adventure inside the head of now teenager Riley, who may or may not be feeling all kinds of new emotions, uh, which makes total sense. So I'm super excited for that piece. I heard, I don't know, was that a rumor about the people not being in it or is that confirmed? Uh, slightly, it's, it is from a re- slightly reputable, it's not confirmed by Disney or Pixar, but it is. Okay. It, Some it, of the voices may, may not be in the movie due yeah. to um, not being paid enough, which honestly is insane at this point. I, I feel like anyone who ever works on a Disney movie should never have to say, I didn't get paid enough because Disney's got the money. But if they are looking at new feelings, new emotions, maybe they bring in some new voices to do it, which I'm excited. I mean, there's going to have to be a couple of ones around like, you know, love or lust or something like that would be really cool to see. And I know I see Brian just joined us in the comics, too. I I know he loves Inside Out. So um, this is a cool one. Uh, You know, looking forward to it. Looks again, summer of 2024. So, um, you know, get excited for it and then forget about it because we've got a long way to go. Yep. Yeah. I'm very excited for it. Uh, Yeah. Like you said, uh, Amy Poehler's back, so that's great. And uh, yeah, with the new emotions, hopefully uh, it will. If if it is, if the the report is that some of the old emotions aren't returning, hopefully the new ones will make you not wish for the. Even though some of them should be returning, it'll hopefully make you not wish that all of them. You know, uh, but yeah, like you said, it's a it's a weird situation of if they haven't aren't going to be offered enough like Disney can offer them. And that's yeah. So nice. I'm going to, I'm going to go through a couple of these other ones kind of quick. Uh, looks like they announced, or I guess reconfirmed and it's actually coming on November 9th. Uh, Zootopia plus that mm-hmm. sounds kind of interesting. Here's one that looks cool though. It's a Disney in partnership with Kugali, who is a, it's an animation mm-hmm. department in Africa uh, or a comic book entertainment company, uh, which really cool for a show called Uwaju which is a futuristic depiction of a world bursting with color, unique visual elements, technological advancements inspired by the spirit of Lagos. Uh, how that just sounds so cool. And I'm yes, looking at yes. this, you know, the, the uh, get up of these guys on stage, just this, this screams Wakanda. And this mm-hmm. is just like another type of Wakanda that you're going to get to see. Uh, Afrofuturism is so cool. And so really glad to see that they're going to be highlighting this. Um, and it looks like they shared a first look during it, but, um, does it say, uh, 2023 coming in Disney plus. Right. Yeah. That was, I think I remember that was either, uh, investor day or Disney plus day last year. And, uh, I remember that I was just like, Oh, that's really cool that they're mm-hmm. that, like, it's, it's not fully Disney, but it's also not fully that like Disney is definitely help funding this like 
furthering this company's like ability to storytell and everything. So that's really cool. And I'm, I'm glad, uh, hopefully it'll be a success and more, it could be in a sense, like the star Wars visions where they're like right. partnering with these other studios around the world. So hopefully it could lead to other, uh, other cultures and other, um, companies around the world getting to partner with, uh, Disney to tell a story that Disney is happy to help further tell, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very pumped about that. Bummed we're going to have to wait so long. Um, so, yeah, they they uh, showed, I think they showed a trailer or something for Strange World. Trailers are already in theaters. That movie's coming out November 23rd, so no need to kind of go into that. The last thing that they talked about, which is a complete eye roll from this guy, and I hope I can eat my words, but um, it looks like... Have you guys ever wondered what the whole story is behind the wish uh, of the Disney star, the wish upon a star? Because uh, we're making a whole movie about that. To me, that is the equivalent of Andor at this point of like, hey, we're going to tell this microscopic piece of information that you had you did not care about at all. We're going to make a movie about it. Okay, cool. Like I said, I, I'm more than ready to eat my words. It looks like 17-year-old Asha, she makes an impassioned plea to the stars. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Does it even say, yeah, fall, fall, a feature film, fall of 2023. Cool. Hey, it may be great. And that's awesome. But like I said, it, it doesn't, I, I guess we got these other things in here to kind of throw us off the scent because I thought Disney animation was also doing some very creative things, but this just feels a little, we've seen this before sort mm -hmm. of thing. But it's animated, correct? But it's animated, yes. Okay, so that's maybe a saving grace. But Yes, I, I guess so. It's probably going to have singing in it as well, mm -hmm. which is fine. Again, if it's something like Encanto, then I'm here for it. That's great. Uh, okay, awesome. So the minute we've all been waiting for, and we only have 15 minutes to talk about. Just kidding. We There's no time constraints. So let's dive in. This was on Saturday. We got the big panel, which was Marvel Studios, Lucasfilm, and one little 20th century studios announcement, um, which we're not even going to talk about. Just kidding. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on it. I have some thoughts about that. Dumb movie. Uh, okay. So Lucasfilm, we got a little bit of Andor um, previously. And for those of you that are listening, you got Disney plus there's an Andor preview that they released on Disney plus highly recommend checking it out because as I have stated, I don't know why we needed a prequel to a spinoff. That's basically a prequel. Uh, but watching that thing got me very interested in the show. I was like, okay, this this looks really cool. This comes out in just a couple of weeks. Uh, we're getting a three-episode premiere. Next, uh, it's next week, technically, I think. Is it next? I, the my, 21st. I'm so that's... Flying uh, yep, you are, you are correct. Week. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know yeah. that you think it's, 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 I, I would have said a few weeks too, but yeah, no, it's next week. September 21st. So it comes out on Wednesday next week. That's exciting. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, but yeah, so cool. Well, I'm sure guys tune in for a lot of these ones. Tune into Babu's freaking podcast because they are going to be breaking down all of these episodes um, week by week. I'm sure they'll have a giant sized episode for that first one. We've got Willow, Kevin. I know you're a big. You're not a. How you're not a big Willow? Then why'd they make this movie? Why'd they make this show if you're not a fan? Uh, I don't get it. This is another one too, and I I, uh, I don't remember who I was talking with. Uh, that might have been uh, when all the announcements are coming out. Yeah. Of like someone said, Alex, I think you'd really like Willow. Oh yeah, Brian, uh, I think said it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, our esteemed leader. I'm gonna have to watch that to just see. I don't look to me, in my opinion, Lucasfilm 
is they're doing animation in this show. They're going to be doing things. I'd rather put those resources to it to the acolyte. I'd rather put them towards Ahsoka. Give them the energy because no one asked for Willow. But again, that's the only trailer I didn't watch. Uh, Willow comes to Disney Plus November thirtieth. Um, sounds like we're both a little bit ambivalent about it. But I again, I'm hopeful of all of these to knock my socks off. But the the statistics are not good for a lot of these remakes that they're doing. Um, Bad Batch season two. Uh, confirmed. We got a two episode. I love these two episode premieres. We got a two episode premiere. Actually, I'd rather have a full season. Premiere. <laughs> um, January 4th of 2023. So that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, here we go. So Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Uh, this is a uh, animated series and it is animated based off of the Clone Wars animation, which is super cool. Um, you got uh, it looks like journeying in the lives of two different Jedi, Ahsoka and Dooku which you couldn't have picked two better ones. I watched the trailer and holy cow, it looks like we're probably getting, it seems like we got six. We're definitely getting an Ahsoka as a kid, which seemed really cool. It looked like we're getting an Ahsoka after the Clone Wars um, because there was, uh, it looked like an Inquisitor trying to take her down, mm -hmm. uh, which was, oh man, that seems so cool. We're getting a Dooku before he was Dooku uh, where he's training uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. But he also seems like he's kind of got a dark side, too. So that seemed really great. Uh, and they're all shorts. And they all debut at the exact same time, which is wonderful, on October 26th uh, on Disney+. Plus. Uh, what do you think about this? Yeah, I'm excited for this. Uh, very interesting concept. Yeah, like you said, six episode uh, episodes. Three of them are for Ahsoka. Three of them are for Dooku. Uh, and they're short. They're I think I've read that they're about like 15 minutes or so. So that like the oh, that's not short. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think they're about 15 minutes. So put it all together. It's about one jump. Uh, about like one jumbo. Like that premiere episode of Bad Batch that was like 45 minutes or, or that one was like set an hour i don't remember but it's like yeah. it's like a very long you know so i think what uh dave filoni and lucasfilm probably or they probably went to them were like we have these stories uh we want to tell we don't need a whole series or whatever so it's like they're like let's just do these short things like make like one giant episode that we break up into three you know story-wise you know so yeah i'm very excited about what this can also mean for further animation stories if we don't want to if they don't i mean hopefully who knows how long Bad Batch is going to run for, but then once that's done, like what's the next, uh, and it like proper animated series from star Wars going to be, you know, and like, where's it going to come from, uh, in the timeline and whatnot. But yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, Brian, we put up, uh, uh, he said he's, he thinks it's going to be dope. Um, yeah. And, uh, it is going to be, uh, as far, I think when they announced at a star Wars celebration, they said it was going to be like 15 minutes or so, or at least the one that they, they screened was about 15 minutes that first episode that they did. So, uh, all of them should be around that and not like the, these like car shorts and the Baymax shorts that are like five minutes, seven with credits. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very pumped. And I agree, Brian, very happy. 15 minutes is for me. That's, that's a short, like, that's a good short is 15 mm -hmm. minutes. Cause it's not too long, but it is not too short. So yeah. I'm very excited for that. looks like Dave, Dave Filoni and John Favreau came out. Uh, I talked a bit about Ahsoka. We got an announcement about Ezra Bridger. Um, I don't have, it's not showing that announcement in here. That was but... set. That was separate. That was just in the, train. Oh, was that separate? Okay, yeah. cool. Well, confirmation that Ezra Bridger is going to be in the show. Uh, this is coming out next year. 
uh, which is great. I wonder when it just says 2023. Right, I well, Mando's, Mando's like February. So, and if that's like eight episodes, it's gotta be like May, probably, probably Star Wars day. I would, I would, I would gather. Oh, that would be so good. Or, or whatever the equivalent of Star Wars day for drop the drop is, that would be, that's my receipt there. Ahsoka's on Star Wars day next year. Mm -hmm. So Kevin, this next one, I'm very curious of your opinion on, because let's see if we can turn this into a metaphor because you just binge watch uh, four seasons of stranger things. So if you were at a restaurant and you had four plates of ice cream and they came out and said, do you want some more ice cream? Would you say yes? For, uh, no, no. Then why are they making the skeleton crew, Kevin? I don't understand this. Uh, everyone is saying that the Skeleton Crew show is very akin to Stranger Things. Uh, just go watch Stranger Things. We don't need them to try and make movies. Um, okay, that's all I'll say on it. Beyond that, looks like um, John Watts is going to be the one directing it, which is pretty cool. And also Jude Law showed up as well. We can't get rid of him, and we don't want to get rid of him. Um, to show this crazy thing about uh, four kids who find themselves lost. Four kids? It's almost the same amount of kids as in Stranger Things, except they're lost in the vastness of the galaxy. So, again, I will tune in and watch it, but I was really expecting more from Lucasfilm on something. I'm I'm looking forward to Skeleton Crew. I mean, we need to see it. I think they showed a concept art of Jude Law from the series, but um, I'm intrigued by this. I mean, I I get everything you're saying, Alex, um, and, like, the notion behind it uh, like i think i think that we're just hearing the boilerplate of like the simple like this yeah. is the easiest analogy goonies stranger things in space oh that's right goonies. um but I, i'm i'm intrigued by this especially since uh we're no longer going to be getting rangers of the new republic because of everything that happened with that and all that that's not going to be a series at least though whatever they're thinking is probably peppered in or whatever but it is set within this quote-unquote mandoverse so um, back on Investor Day, uh, Kathleen Kennedy said they're all leading towards some, like, if it's going to be a mini series or some sort right. of event series that, like, they're all coalescing towards. So it's just going to be curious of how, because on the surface, this doesn't feel like, like, sure, Man Mando started it and then Boba Fett, that makes obvious sense. Ahsoka makes sense because we've seen each of them weave in and out of Mando, but like this one. How's it going to fit? And I, I, I'm intrigued to see what it can bring and what it can do. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll keep an open mind on this one just for you and for Brian. Cause he says, uh, we don't turn down any new star Wars content. And that is, uh, I will say we don't turn down until we've seen it, Brian, because yeah. uh, had I have known, I would have turned down Obi-Wan. Um, no offense to Obi-Wan. Um, but speaking of a better show, Mando season three was confirmed. Uh, and is coming out next year. They dropped a trailer. Looked pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. A lot of the same stuff that we've seen. I like that. We didn't get a lot of new stuff, but I'm very excited for this new season because this I, is it's it's cool that we have a Star Wars show that's this good. Uh, and I'm very excited to see what this new season entails. Yeah, I I love the trailer. Um, I think Brian told us or messaged us or he said something that Favreau and Filoni know how to write mando and yes. do mando and so uh i have nothing but high expectation like they haven't been wrong through two seasons and two better episodes of boba fett like they haven't been wrong by any of that so um it's uh i have 
no expectations that this will be less than anything. Cause I mean, they know they have a story. They, I feel like now they kind of know they're built. Like I said, they're building towards this event, which people have speculated. Is it Thrawn from Ahsoka? Like, is it going to be like a grand thing, grand thing there? Uh, right. Who knows? But they, it, I feel like they, they're on the tracks. They know where they're headed. So I, I am expecting nothing less than another great season of, and especially because now we really know it's, going back to Mandalore and it's going to be tying in that those animated concepts that yeah. a lot of people haven't experienced yet because uh, a lot of people don't consume the animated series as regularly as some of us on uh, who listen to this podcast or in general. So they're going to see that. And then, you know, all the cool stuff that we've learned from the animated series are going to get woven in and referenced and stuff. So it, I, I'm very excited. Yeah, super cool. Um, and then the final uh, Lucasfilm announcement, which I always forget that it's Lucasfilm, yeah. Indiana Jones 5. So we were supposed to get this movie a long time ago, but here it is. It's coming out. Uh, James Mangold is going to be uh, directing it, which is great. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is going to be in it too, which is very interesting. I'm interested though, and in when is Kihi Kwan going to be announced <laughs> to be in this movie? Because he, we're in the the quintessence right now, right? Like he's he's come out on stage twice during this event. He killed it and everything, everywhere all at once. And when he was on the Marvel one, I was watching it on YouTube, and he was like, "Wait, this isn't the Indiana Jones panel." Yeah. And I, I was like, "He has to be in it." Like, there's no way that they weren't like, "Hey, man, we've like." You want to be in this too? Oh man, I don't know. What do you think about that? I I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think whatever they've said for the age of it, I, I don't know. I guess if he, I feel like he's too, he currently looks too old to be an older short round and where, I don't know, because I don't know where actually, like what time frame it's supposed to be taking place. Like, I don't know. But if he showed up as somebody else, who knows? But um, Alex, are you surprised they didn't tell us what the title was? You know, I, I think... I, I'm not the, like I'm not shocked or I'm mad, but when I am now that coming, you mention it. Like, coming out? Is there what's the date? Does it say on there? It does not. It uh, comes the next out. Summer, on, oh, I think it's June 30th because that's my birthday. So next year, I think. It's oh, yep, June 30th, 2023. Yeah. So, so less than a year away. Yeah, I mean, I so I guess when they will when we get a trailer. Whenever they release the trailer, they're going to have to put what the title is. I trailer. guess so. And so the trailer is what like in February of next year, maybe the first teaser. So I don't know. I just. I feel it's odd that Indiana Jones of all things is just, it's just holding on this long for without a title. You know, that just seems a little weird to me that it's um, nothing against Indiana Jones, but that just doesn't seem like a thing where like, if you tell us the title, we're going to be like, Oh, or, you know, whatever. Like I, just, I feel like we don't know a lot about this and I don't know. This just felt like a good time to show us because they showed for the first footage to, people that people have ever seen anything at the panel. So it's, that just felt like a good time to, Hey, here's the title. So, you know why Kevin, that's because it, the title is Indiana Jones and the temple of short round. And <laughs> it's, it's a basically like a shot for shot remake of temple of doom, but it's that short round after all the chaos he took over. And so Indiana Jones has to go back and all that. And they're really trying to keep that under wraps. Or, because... or is it Indiana Jones and the temple of the doomed crystal skull? Ooh, I, I'll watch that. I just recently watched Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and it held up really well. Uh, and I'll also point out, too, I think so. Those movies came out in the 80s, and they were set in the 20s, late 20s, early 30s. And then 2008, so basically 30 years later, that was set in the 50s, which was 30 years later. So I think if they if they got Key to come in, 
um, they could justify it if they're only make, moving the story ahead like a couple of years. Mm-hmm. They, they could if they wanted to. They, you know, they could make him look. He still yeah. kind of looks young. So um, Brian says, uh, I think the trailer will be December before Avatar. Makes sense, Brian, because this is, this is one of those very rare blockbuster movies. Brian, I would almost maybe bet money that this is going to come on the Fablemans when uh, that comes out. I've been seeing some buzz around that. Steven Spielberg's new movie about himself. Um, which is our favorite kind of Hollywood movie. Uh, so it would make sense, though, for Indiana Jones to kind of premiere probably in December anyway, because you know that's going to be, regardless of how good that movie is, it's going to do you know blockbuster numbers probably yep. when it first comes out. Um, all right, we've made it through everything. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. Just kidding. We've got one more section, and it is the big one. Uh, Marvel came out and had their panel. Um we talked about at the beginning of this expectations being high. Um, I, I was very pleased with all of these announcements, but I will say that my expectations were high for a good presentation. And when you open this presentation with Rogers, the musical strike one and two, we'll give that's two strikes right off the bat. I cannot believe I was furious kev on that voice chat because someone was like oh uh rogers the musical's on right now i was like are you serious like kevin knows what he's doing kevin feige he's like hey you know they're here for the announcements let's give them the one thing they don't want um i heard it was great during cool whatever no one asked for that we did not need that and their panel ran late they ran like 30 minutes over so they could have easily cut that out but um, that's fine. Whatever. Some people enjoyed it. Glad they had fun while they were there. The first announcement was for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So um, in terms of uh, new things, so they brought the cast out. We got to see um, Letitia Wright, Winston Duke, Tano Chuerta, and Angela Bassett. My big takeaway from this, I did not realize that because uh, in the trailer, you can't really tell. You only see a couple shots of Namor. Tano Chuerta is from the Forever Purge. So if any of you out there are fans of the Purge movies like I am, um, I think you can see Forever Purge on HBO Max. He's in it. He does a great job. And his wife is played by uh, Encarnacion from uh, Nacho Libre. So it is now the dynamic duo. That movie has just gotten even better. Um, I think they showed some stuff, some footage, a little bit of that, um, which is cool. Getting us very hyped, very excited. Um, but nothing from a fan perspective not being there knew that we got to see am i right correct yep okay cool so we got that we got iron heart which again was already confirmed but we got some exciting new news on this which is it takes place we know now it takes place after wakanda forever he's executive uh ryan coogler is executive producing it too which is exciting dominic thorne is going to return as riri williams uh and it is uh delves into the dynamics of tech versus magic when it comes to Anthony Ramos, who is playing Parker Robbins, a.k.a. The Hood. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Brian Bendis created The Hood, but he did not. Um, that came no, out he just, a did bit a- he just did a good job with The Hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to read some good Hood stories, check out Brian Michael Bendis's new Avengers run. I believe it's right after the Secret Invasion stuff. Um, if I'm remembering right. Uh, I, mean, I just read it. So let, let me... Uh, it's around... No, it's around Avengers Assembled. It's around that part because the hood? Uh, I think because uh, it was because uh, the hood, he tries to step up to be the new kingpin. That's uh, right. Okay. Okay. It's right before Secret Invasion. 
Very um, cool. Guy, uh, real quick synopsis of him. He uh, is doing a job. He's not really a bad guy, but he uh, is like making a delivery or something. And it turns out the delivery was like a demon and they fight the demon and the demon disappears, but leaves its cloak and uh, or its hood, I guess you could say. So he wears a cloak very similar to Dr. Strange's red cloak, except it has a hood and it gives him magical powers. There's moments in the comics where he got the infinity stones at one point. Um, he's just, he's very magical in that sense, but his whole thing, like you just said, is he just wants to be the kingpin of crime, which I, I know for a fact, Anthony Ramos is going to turn this into a much more, um, three-dimensional character, I would say. So very excited for that. Yep. And also, um, as was, uh, our friend Ryan of the program, uh, found out, uh, earlier, which I knew about, and I apologize that I did not share with our group that, uh, Jim Rash from Community is back as the Dean of MIT that we saw in civil war for that brief cameo when uh, Tony was there. So he oh. is, ba- he's going to be back because uh, Riri goes to MIT. Um, yeah. She's a student there. So that makes, uh, that makes perfect sense that he shows up again. Uh, who know, who knows how much, or, I mean, he's, he's a TV guy. So like this is a TV series. So maybe he's in it more than we know, but I think in whatever footage they showed, uh, he was in that. So uh, that's pretty cool. So. Mm-hmm. Brian, I'm, le- I'm leaving Brian's comment on here for the rest of the show because uh, we can't, we can never get enough Nacho Libre on comics and cinema. Um, so then next up, they had Ant Man uh, Quantum Mania, uh, which is very exciting. So we had Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, and Jonathan Majors all come out. Um, nothing crazy. We got a fir- uh, exclusive look at the film for the fans there. I'm assuming it's probably very similar to the shots they saw at Comic-Con mm-hmm. and um, confirmed, I guess we already knew this, that uh, it connects to the Kang dynasty. Yep. <laughs> Shocker. Kang's in this one. Um, but but exciting. Very excited regardless. This movie seems like it's going to be very fun. Um, I don't think there was any other big surprises from it, right? Not really, no. Yep, that was, again, more of what we knew. Yep, yep, which is fine. Um, but here's where things get really exciting. Werewolf by Night. This was my favorite announcement of the panel. I, I love this because uh, we got a trailer. It's in black and white. Uh, it shows we got Elsa Bloodstone in here. I uh, was talking about it last night in Earth's Mightiest Weirdos. I am obsessed with monster movies, uh, monster stuff, anything monster related. And so I always loved the monster aspect of Marvel when it came to the comics, Werewolf by Night, The Mummy, Frankenstein, Dracula, all of that. And so recently I had purchased a digital of the, it was like the, they do the the decades. And so for yeah. the 70s, it was the Legion of Monsters. And so it has an issue of Frankenstein, of all this. And I got kind of bummed because when I opened it, almost like 80% of it is all in black and white. And I was mm. like, I'm like, and I said this on the last show last night, I'm not a huge black and white reader. Like I tried doing some manga that way. It just doesn't do it for me. But when it comes to a movie mm-hmm. or a show, I'm all in on this. And so I love, I think that's why they're doing it in black and white is to kind of pay homage to those earlier horror comics. This trailer looked scary. We had the man thing in it. Sounds like they're gathering all of the monster hunters together, including Gail Garcia Bernal, who is playing Werewolf by Night. Um, we saw man thing in it. I think I just said that, but yeah. I'm gonna say it twice. Which I, man, I have an omnibus of man thing, and I it's like the biggest omnibus I have. It's insane. Um, so there's gonna be so many possibilities for this, Kevin. I think we called it out last night. My money, uh, Blade's gonna be in this. Uh, but I'm curious to see what other monster hunters we see. How long is this thing going to be? This is the first special presentation, which 
we talked to is that kind of it's kind of the one shot comic of my guess probably 45 minutes to an hour but i don't know directed by michael giacchino uh talk to me what do you think about this one yeah i mean this was the worst kept secret that marvel studios had <laughs> so you know uh it was glad that it like um everybody was like just like it, it was becoming the thing of like does this actually exist and it does you know they they officially confirmed it um yeah it was uh really uh, I, I was taken completely by surprise by i had seen there people had said some rumors uh, ahead of time that somebody somebody had maybe seen it or whatever and they were like it looks like it looks super campy like the like it's the werewolf i think is practical it's like he's wearing practical makeup kind of looked like it in the trailer yeah. and it does look like it but um so i was like oh i don't know what this is gonna be like if it wasn't in black and white i think that this would be like really it would suck like oh it would just not feel right but like the fact that it's in black and white it has all the like it had like a little stutter uh can't like it's like the old film and like at the end the cigarette burn you know like so i think it fit, it fits the whole aesthetic of it so if there is the camp and there is the things that don't like the animatronic mummy dude like like his mouth is like moving but it doesn't match the words you know like that's like that's just like what it was, you know, and like that's really cool. But yeah, seeing uh, so finally that it got confirmed, and then yeah, seeing um, El confirming Elsa Bloodstone, that was really cool. Uh, Man thing, seeing that, and then yeah, at the end of the trailer, uh, is TVA agents. So that just int introduces a whole set of yeah. It's like they're like they're there with their pokey sticks, their uh, the melt sticks or um, whatever yeah. uh, B fifteen called the prune them. things. Yeah, the prune sticks. Yeah, so that just introduces a whole other like okay so like what's actually happening here like are they in an alternate timeline is this like set in the past and you know like what what's actually happening here so i, I it's very uh and it's coming out in less than a month and so i'm very intrigued and yeah i'm i'm also excited about this whole like marvel studios special presentation format like that opening was really cool like it was uh interesting to have and I, I i was in that video of the panel um kevin feige said that it's uh michael G giacchino because he, he's directing this he did the score for the short as well but he also made the little fanfare uh, bongo fanfare whatnot um kind of like he did the regular theme and um he was like you Feige was like you remember those like old ho um holiday specials on cbs or whatever they had this intro or whatever that's kind of what they were inspired by to do that so all in all like i much more excited for this than before saturday you know uh oh yeah what it was so much more excited for it yeah, my uh, I mean, my my excitement meter was just, OK, this is going to be spooky and it's coming out around Halloween, but now it's through the roof. So um, like you mentioned, uh, comes out October 7th. Um, so perfect time. So you have you know, you can watch it 100 times before uh, before Halloween. Uh, next up was Secret Invasion. Don Cheadle came out, um, talked about it, basically gave the same runaround at um comic-con except we actually got the trailer mm -hmm. I, I mentioned this last night too and i don't know if you feel this way but um i almost liked hearing the trailer described by like you know the people on twitter who went and actually mm -hmm. saw it than actually watching the trailer uh and i was like you know what i wish we could have that for all of them now of just reading something that says oh here's what happens in it because i feel like my imagination wanders a little more doing that and then I'll forget about it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. um, but the trailer was good. I, yeah. I had no issues with it. It's a very, I would say this is probably one of the more 
based on the trailer, cut and dry things that I've seen from Marvel. This feels a lot more Iron Man-y in the sense of like, it's very, you know, street level. We've, there's a, there's the espionage aspect of it. It's going to feel very Cloak and Dagger-y. I wish it was like Winter Soldier. Winter yeah, Soldier. exactly. Yeah, like Winter Soldier. Absolutely. Um, but I know it's not going to be just that. There's probably going to be space elements to it. There's going to be twists, certainly in turns. Um, but like I said, nothing about this trailer made me go, oh, I need this right now. I was just like, cool. Okay, we'll see when it comes out. So did you kind of feel the same way or, or were you? Yeah, I, I thought it looked really great. I thought like, yeah, the intrigue of it and like the mystery aspects of it um, and the like the you don't know what's going on feeling of it all. Um, I was um, uh, in, surprised that they didn't. They didn't highlight uh, Talos as much as I thought. Yeah, um, we didn't even see him. We only heard his voice. No, we saw him. We saw we saw Ben Mendelsohn. We saw him. Um, he he's the first. He's like he's like oh. he's telling Fury. He's like like think like things are gonna get really bad. Or he was like an, he, okay. the fact that he looked at least in the trailer he looked very quickly like Martin Freeman. That didn't help things. But he he was also the guy who held up uh, Kingsley Benadier, the villain, and then they all turned into him behind oh, him okay, that, okay. That, that happened quick that, that happened quick yeah but um because i know on uh, disney plus day uh well, no investor day when they announced it and confirmed it was fury and talos you know there i know our friend brian uh, brian he felt oh maybe it might have been like a buddy comedy type thing or like not obviously comedy but like the two of them going yeah. or whatever and it seems it's less of that but i also still feel like they've been marketing that talos is like a, a co-lead with um nick fury so i was just kind of surprised that it was more fury centric than like the two of them. So I'm intrigued to see if that maybe shifted in development or something, but because I, I enjoyed their dynamic fury and Talos, you know, it, it was a good day. Yeah. So. Yeah. I wonder yeah, if they'll excited. do the ultimate twist of making Talos a villain. That'd be interesting of like, he was playing us the whole time. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't put it past the scrolls, but um, yeah, very excited to see that comes out early next year. Uh, I don't think they gave us an exact date, but right, yeah. uh, my money, February or March would be my guess. Um, but then Don Cheadle stayed on the stage and they actually announced Armor Wars. So we got another yeah, brand new announcement uh, finally confirmed. Uh, the notes here just say that um, considering the title of the series, audiences can look forward to all new suits for the hero featuring different types of armor. So that kind of sounds cool. I like that. We're getting, getting Rhodey is due a little bit, but uh, I bet you money that Ironheart's going to be in this too. And uh, apparently it's spinning out of secret invasion. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of interesting, I mean, this is, this is, we're getting into territory now of things that I just had no desire. Like I've, no one was an Iron Man fan before the Iron Man movie. And these are like deep cut Iron Man stories. Mm -hmm. um, so just really cool to see how they're going to develop that for this current day and age sort of thing. So um, was there anything that I'm missing on that one or? No, I mean, they gave a new, they gave a new logo um the, yeah. On there. but yeah the main thing was saying that it's coming out of secret invasion which i i wonder if that because i mean we, we've known about this again with secret invasion since investor day 2020 and um i'm i'm curious if uh through the development if what if once who knows how soon don Cheadle was in secret invasion the story of that right. but then like once he got in it like i want uh, I wonder if that, like, because if that shifted what they were doing with Armor Wars, and that's why she's been like getting bumped bump back of like not starting, not starting, not starting. So yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious that they've said, oh, it's like spinning out of this specifically that, and that's interesting. 
Yeah, there'll be time too because I, I have a feeling that's not going to come out for a while. Even though, yeah, I mean, they didn't they, they didn't give it us to us uh, the soonest would be phase six in theory because of uh, what we have for open slots, and they did not uh, date or time frame it here at D twenty three. So yeah, it's not going to be for a while. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, another twenty twenty three release, Loki season two. Um, Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson, Sophia DiMartino all came on stage. The big one on this was Kiwi Kwan is in this show. Um, again, no idea who he's playing or anything, but just glad to see him in more things. Um, he killed it in everything, everywhere, all at once. And I'm just glad to see him back in Hollywood. So um, we also had uh, Fantastic Four. This was probably one of the fans' biggest disappointments from the uh, trailer because a lot of sites were saying we were going to be getting a Fantastic Four casting for this, I had kept my expectations incredibly low just because I don't know why they would announce casting at this time. We're so far away from it, and they just announced the director. I know Marvel likes to kind of have – I think they said something about likes to have director input on mm-hmm. the cast too. Uh, but they did announce and confirm that Matt Shackman is going to be directing it. Um, he directed WandaVision, um, which is exciting. Good for him. I was still kind of hoping that Peyton Reed would be the one to get to do it, but – um, just excited to hear we have a director still confirmed it's coming to theaters November 8th, 2024. Any thoughts on Loki or Fantastic Four? Um, I think uh, for Loki, uh, Kwan, I think from the footage, people said he's uh, it looks like a TVA person. So that's intriguing. He's somebody in the TVA. But um, that that's uh, yeah. And then Fantastic Four. Um, the only reason I mean, I was expect. One, because of all the rumors about the casting, which, I mean, as we, the article you had shared earlier, like, who knows how much was it just somebody just trying to get on that, just start the chaos of the internet and just be like, I'm hearing this from a quote-unquote insider and just, like, sparking that, like, throwing that match and then there we go. Um, or how much was it legitimate? You know, it's like, it's, we, we'll never know. But the only reason I thought that it was seemingly possible is if the fantastic four is going to show up somewhere before their for their own movie then okay sure casting makes sense at this point but like you said i think i did see either during the the panel or after i think it was a uh, justin kroll who was at variety now is at deadline i believe he was like yeah like at this point in time like marvel is m- um, unless special situations like when mahershal ali and blade they're mostly trying they're trying to get their directors and then having uh, the directors have input in casting, and if Matt Shackman, Matt Shackman was truly only really picked like a couple weeks ago, and they only announced him now, like he wouldn't have had any input. Like he probably saw who they maybe have been circling, but uh, he wouldn't have had time to like really input or like give his take on anything. So uh, it does make sense in that, and I mean, we'll talk at the end when we go over our overall thoughts of this, but it was weird for sure. Yeah, yeah, they kind of just did it and then moved on. Um, next up was Echo. They got a giant cast out there. We got Alakwa Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio showed up, um, Devery Jacobs from Reservation Dogs, uh, Graham Green, Cody Lightning, and Chase Spencer um, joined Feige on stage. They shared a little bit of a sneak peek, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty cool. I mean, what, what I took away from this was all of the people on stage were just talking about how amazing Alakwa Cox is. Yep. And I thought that that was really cool to see um, and funny too, cause I don't think she could hear them cause she was kind of staring at like, Oh my God, look at how many people are out here in the crowd. Um, which was cool. Cause you know, she, I'm sure she's incredibly humble. 
Um, but very excited to see that. I think that comes out. It, I don't know if they confirmed it on it's here, but after Secret Invasion, so yeah, that's, so that's, that's coming probably April. Year. That'll be exciting. Like, like April, May, probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, we got Daredevil Born Again too. This was a good one, right? I think uh, Vincent D'Onofrio stayed on mm -hmm. and was like, "Oh yeah, now we get to talk about my show." And then Charlie Cox showed up and yep. said, wait, you mean my show? Mm -hmm. And they confirmed Daredevil Born Again. Production hasn't started yet, but 18 episodes on Disney Plus. Uh, treated to a clip from um, She-Hulk, which we know now that obviously we already knew that it's, you know, he's coming into She-Hulk. But um, very exciting. We, we confirmed it wasn't con it was confirmed in the title, but the, this is not a continuation of the other Daredevil series. Uh, I'm sure they're going to honor some elements of it, just as Marvel always does. But this will be a fresh new thing, which I'm I'm pretty excited for. Mm -hmm. Me too. Yep. Um, it's one of my topic uh, expected and excited, anticipated. That's the word I'm looking for. Anticipated yep. series. Um, Captain America: New World Order. We had that announced uh, at Comic Con, but now we got some more things to it. So Julius Ona is directing it, uh, and we had. Sam Wilson himself, uh, Anthony Mackie came out on stage along with Danny Ramirez mm -hmm. uh, as Joaquin Torres, who we all know now is going to be the new Falcon, uh, though it will be interesting to see if he is the animal Falcon like in the comics. Uh, Carl Lumley is back as yeah. Isaiah Bradley. That is just some of the best news. That's going to be great. I hope we get to see him suit up. Uh, and then also joined by Tim Blake Nelson as the leader. Confirmed that he's going to be returning, which my money means... Uh, this is good. He's going to be She-Hulk is my bet. And then this is where his big thing's coming up. But I'm um, very excited. That cast is really promising. Uh, what did you think of all of that? Yeah, I mean, Car Carl Lumbly coming back, that was great. But then, yeah, when uh, the people tweeting said Tim Blake Nelson, I was like, what? Like, I mean, that's insane. I mean, it, like, it's not unexpected now because we're getting this, like, Hulk resurgence as like it right. feels like we're getting closer to Marvel getting the right the distribution rights back from that's what everybody's speculating that it's like they're coming back soon so that's why they're kind of peppering things in again but but yeah man like that was like that was that's been a cliffhanger for 14 years yeah and like we're finally getting a payoff to that like that's insane um yeah and then as instantly as that happened i think like you and many other people were like oh we're thinking the leader's gonna be in she -Hulk. i'm like he's in the he's in she -Hulk now like that like yeah. or at least if he isn't he's um i think you maybe had said yesterday on earth mightiest weirdos that uh, or somebody did one of those dates uh it was todd the john bass uh, the one who asked if she was a specimen that people have speculated oh, right yeah like, he might be working for the leader or something you know so like maybe we don't see him in she hulk but like people are doing things for him or something, you know, like, yeah, I, my bet would be that he's a post credit scene on the last episode or something of like, ah, here's who it was the whole time. And then he's flushed out in Captain America. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, that he has his, the odds of him being in She-Hulk now have just like skyrocketed, you know? And like, and I'm also thinking like to what, a, how amazing would it have been if he wasn't revealed and then we get it. We saw him in shield. We're like, Oh my God. And then like a week after like Marvel put out, Oh, Hey, by the way, he's going to be in captain America. Then we would have been like, what? Like that, that would have been crazy, but. Oh yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited. So that comes 2024. Uh, and then we get another 2024, July 26th Thunderbolts. Mm -hmm. um, we got a, I'm going to call it a partial cast announcement because Kevin Feige did say that the cast of Thunderbolts is going to be some characters we know we've seen. 
uh, and some characters that we have not. But the confirmed characters that we got in here are Val as well, Contessa, Valentina, De Allegra, De, uh, Contessa, Valentina, Allegra, De Fontaine. And then uh, we got Ghost. We got Red Guardian. We got uh, Black Widow. Well, I guess we can call it. Yelena is going to be in it. She clearly looks like she's going to be Black Widow. Uh, and then we got Bucky Barnes back uh, along with U.S. Agent and Taskmaster. So um, really cool casting. I mean, all of those make total sense. Uh, I love it. But it's also kind of interesting that they really are all spinning from like three different properties, right? Of yeah. The one Ant-Man, three in Black Widow, and two in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, but still, super cool. What would you think about all that? Yeah, it was really great. Like you said, I definitely think there's going to be more. Um, I mean, they... In theory, they need a whole character, so we've all been kind of saying Abomination is probably going to end up, or if they do go the Red Red Hulk route or whatever. But uh, the only uh, to me, the um, I was shocked by two things: one that they did not confirm Zemo, uh, mm. and two that uh, Red Guardian was on the team. That one, that one to me was going in. I was wouldn't have expected him. I would have. Uh, I just didn't expect him. So that was a, that was slightly a surprise to me. And I'm like, I'm interested uh, because uh, he's a, I guess you would call him more of a veteran and older character than like the other ones are more on the younger side of right. like and stuff, you know? So that one to me just took me by surprise, but I'm curious to see how he's going to factor into it and what he's going to do with it. And then we're well, gonna- so he's probably going to get killed then is what's going to happen. I mean, yeah, but I don't want him to like, I feel like, I know, like other, I know, I but like think about this, Kevin, look, yeah. you've got, you've got a character who can turn invisible. Yeah. And then you have two, three super soldiers that yeah. all do the exact same thing. Right. And then you also have black widow and taskmaster who right. do the exact same thing. Right. All of them are just physical fighters. So we need to have some people with powers. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a reason why they're all kind of the same. I think a couple, this might be a suicide squad type thing where maybe right. a few of them, they either get killed or they're like only in the beginning and then we don't see them much anymore. Maybe there's two separate teams. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian in the chat says uh, he hopes that Falcon Danny Ramirez goes by fanboy uh, to tie in with the Top Gun universe. I'm in on that, Brian. That sounds great. Um, but yeah, and Bucky is older than Red Guardian. It's a good good point as well. So, um, but yeah, so we'll see. We obviously we have plenty more to find out about this, but just cool that they were willing to kind of share this tidbit because again, we're so far away. Mm-hmm. This is probably one of the only casting things they could have announced because they kind of know, like they've already casted these characters in the yeah. MCU. Um, the last one they showed finally that was this was the one that I was betting on was that they would have a Marvels one to have Amon Vellani. Uh, Tiana Paris, Brie Larson, and Nia DaCosta, who uh, it makes me so sad that she's two years older than me and she's making movies like this. I'm so jealous. Um, she also did Candyman and uh, there's another one. I don't remember. Uh, the Little little Fires or Little Forest, something like that. Um, that was with, uh, gosh, what's her name? Valkyrie. Oh, Tessa Thompson. Yeah, Tessa Thompson. Thank you. Um, really good movie. Um, but yeah, so they all came out. Um, we get the kind of confirmation that the plot of the story, which sounds so corny, but it's going to work so well in this movie, is that anytime they try to use their powers, they're switching places, mm-hmm. um, which sounds really cool. So they're, they're not switching bodies. They're just transporting to each other's places. Yeah. Confirmed in the footage, we got to see the Khan family, which was really great. Um, and it seemed like they all had a great time talking uh, about the movie. And Tiana is pregnant, yeah. uh, which is awesome. So. Yeah. 
um go her especially when it comes to i saw she posed for some like vanity fair like actual glamour shots uh and was owning it which is great you know you don't often see that so i'm 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 glad for that it looks very exciting um was there anything i was missing on that any thoughts you got nope not covered it cool so that wrapped up disney's panel um like i said they had one the 20th century fox or studios thing was for avatar way of water which ugh, uh, it was, you know, I was following Jamie Jirak on Twitter for the day. Um, now I'm permanently following her. She's great. But um, she was saying, I can't believe they made us sit through all of that. And then they gave us 3D glasses to watch these scenes. And I'm like, I'm telling you, this movie, mark my words, this movie's not going to do well. I think it's going to do well, like, okay, like really well. But it is not going to make Avatar numbers. I think, I think they're overhyping this movie and people are going to get kind of annoyed by that 3d like it was the 3d the the you know advances in cgi mm -hmm. was big back then but now it's not and right. i think people are just gonna be i think the movie might be decent i'm excited i'm not excited to see it but i am going to see it i just hope that it's at least good enough that it's a better story than the first one um i don't know there's just this is one of those things where again it's like no one i don't think anyone was asking for an avatar sequel but yeah. he did promise four of them. Like, yeah, like, it's insane. Yeah, and I think I think they said at the panel that the so they've already filmed for obviously this one because it's coming out and the third one and now four is starting. I think mostly so great, wild, but yeah, wild. So yeah, we'll see. Very interesting. Brian says King Thanos coming to Avengers Campus. Brian, we talked about that at the very beginning. That was our that was our kind of favorite announcement of everything. Um, just because the possibilities of seeing all of those characters in a ride. I also said, Brian, you can come at me for this. That ride is going to be better than that Guardians ride, hands down. It's probably going to be the best ride in the park. Um, but yeah, so that that was the day. Again, a lot of stuff. There were some things we didn't talk about. It's a lot of content that they're sharing out here in the last few bits. So um, you'd mentioned it before, Kevin. What were your overall thoughts on all of this? Um, well, I'll speak to the Marvel panel. Yeah. Um, th this is my mind of it. That I'm like... I was slightly underwhelmed from the from the point of view that a lot of what was shown was the same as what was at Comic Con, and felt like felt like it could like they like a lot of this casting stuff like they could have brought out um, uh, at the uh, they could have uh, brought uh, like D'Onofrio and like Charlie Cox out at San Diego Comic Con. They're like Daredevil born again. Here's Char you know like so th from that aspect, I felt like we're just getting a lot of repeats. And that's why to me, I know like we were talking about the speculation and everything, but like there's a, a, a number of things that we do more or less know about that I felt they could have touched on here, which I get, I guess on the, the other end of the spectrum is they did at San Diego Comic Con, they did announce through phase five and they just a little bit of phase six. But since Comic Con, we learned that Destin Daniel Cretton was going to, uh, uh, direct King Dynasty. Uh, Jonathan Majors was at that panel for Quantum Mania, and Destin was at uh, the American Born Chinese, so he was there for the weekend. You know, so like bring them out and be like, hey, confirm that, and just be like, give us say like, hey, we're not starting for a little while, but like we're going to do that. That would have been cool. Make a mention of Deadpool, like just because we know that's coming. You know, we could have done that, but and also with Destin being there, you could have talked about Wonder Man the series, like the same with Armor. Wars like they didn't put that up on the map anywhere but like 
they were like, oh, it's coming and it'll be down the line. And then like Wonder Man, they, we know that's in theory supposed to be filming sometime next year. So they could have been like, hey, again, we're filming next year. Here's Wonder Man. It's coming down the line. You know, like those are the things that I thought you could. So you could have differentiated what was and, and that would have been more or less like D23 in 2019 where they gave us Miss Marvel, Moon Knight and uh, She-Hulk. They announced those new at the at the that panel in San Diego. And I mean, uh, Werewolf by Night, that was really cool. But like I said, that's the wor- that was the worst kept secret for Marvel Studios. It wasn't a surprise. So like, it didn't really like wow in that sense. So to me, like we got a few castings, like sure, we didn't get Fantastic Four casting or any other like big castings that were part of those rumors. Who knows if they were true? That's fine to me. To me, it was like the projects of like, they could have touched on it like, oh yeah, down the line, we're also doing this and this and kind of touched on that. So that's why I was like, I enjoyed it, but like it felt like they could have done a lot more, in my opinion. But again, I don't know what their strategy was of why they were duplicating a lot from San Diego, especially like you were saying the Quantum Mania panel. That felt like, to me, based on what people in the room were saying, was like a duplicate to what San Diego had. Like they had the same three actors come out. They talked about more or less the same thing, and I think whatever they showed was about the same thing. So it's like, okay, why did you do that again? Like, right, you know, so. Those were my thoughts. And then, like I said at the beginning, overall, some of the announcements were really cool. Like uh, like I did say, I did like the King Thanos for Avengers Campus, but like nothing wowed me to any extent. Yeah. And you know what? That's totally fair. I think what what I think Marvel and, and the industry as a whole at this point, but specifically Marvel, I read another article and I'm sure you probably did too. I think it was from Van, it was either Vanity Fair or Hollywood Reporter around how it has been consistently harder to keep secrets mm-hmm. since the pandemic. And I think if I was Marvel and I was Kevin, I would be doing what he's doing right now, which is like, hey, you know, you've got these rabid fans who are like, oh, I already knew about Werewolf by Night. And it's like, if I was Kevin, I'd be like, well, too bad, because that's just somebody who spoiled it for you. Like, we've got our idea of what we're going to present, and that's what it is. And if people choose to leak these things out, well, sorry, then this is going to be a little boring for you. But to your point, I would have been thinking that, okay, what what do these look like year over year? Because this is the new normal now. Like we're finally past, obviously, you know, there's still bits of the pandemic hanging on, but we're in the clear now. We're in a new era, which is theoretically every year we're going to have Comic-Con and we're going to have D23. So you're going to have two moments in time where Marvel can announce things. How are they going to do that? Because the way they're doing it now in a way is sort of unsustainable because You've got a Comic-Con where they did, they announced, here's the next three years of things that are coming up. And then they really dove into that first year, the, you know, that, that final year, sort of that phase. Yeah. And then D23 is the next phase. Talk about that sort of stuff. And then you could just have no announcements. And then the next year, you just shift that timeline one year later. So now you're talking about one year's later things. So then as fans, we would know, okay, every Comic-Con, we're going to hear about what's coming up in whatever is three years from that day or two years from that day. Mm -hmm. And then Disney plus or, you know, D 23, that's more of the Disney plus side of things versus the movie side of things. Again, I don't know the inner workings. My money would be, they haven't really figured that out yet. I think they're, they're kind of just saying, Hey, we can give them what they want and they're going to like it. But at some point they need to come up with a plan because again, they're going to, they're, they've already announced almost everything for 2024. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're two years away from that. So what are they going to be announcing next year? Probably 2025. And that's totally fine. But then 
what are you going to do the next year? So it's like, you've got to continuously plan for that. Not, and it's okay. Right. They went 30 minutes over. They didn't need to talk about black Panther. They didn't need to talk about uh, all those ones. They gave good due diligence to in comic-con. They did not need to mention in this one. Sure. Um, so there are pieces of it like that, that I do agree with you on. Well, and, I think we got a lot of content. Still. And, but I also, also too, like when you said that, like also like blade, like blade has, right. uh, Bla they're in theory supposed to start filming like, within the month or whatever, you know? So like that to me, like we haven't, we've, uh, con this Comic-Con, we were, we just got a date for it. But then the only other time we heard anything was when, it, when Mahershala Ali came out and we're like, here's Blade, you know? So like right. we haven't seen anything from that. So like, or even like, uh, they haven't really, to an extent, really officially confirmed the director. I mean, I think after uh, Comic-Con, they were like, oh yeah, by the way, he, this guy is directing or whatever, you know? But like that to me, like, that's the next thing more or less coming up in production. Like, I think that to me would have been like, Oh, Hey, let's bring the director out now. Cause we're going to be starting in a month. Here's Mahershala Ali. Here's maybe one or two other cast members. Here's maybe concept art of what blade, you know, like that to me would have been like, Oh, that would be a good D 23 thing. And they just like kind of skipped right over that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. When you say, but I agree, I agree too with what you're saying. Like, yeah, Comic Con's every year. D23 is actually every other year. So, oh, good. Uh, so that's every other year. But yeah, like next year, I don't expect Comic Con to be the big announce, like announcement thing. I think we'll check in on things as that happens. Yeah, but that's where they'll put Blade because it'll be the equivalent of them doing Black Panther at this Comic Con because it comes out in November, yeah. right? So, yeah, be the I think so. Thing. Yeah. So they could probably do that. show a little bit of footage. So I bet yeah. you in between now and Comic Con, we'll, we will get only whoever is directing it will get a confirmation of who the director is for blade and then the rest of it it'll be we'll find out when we find out in comic-con though i yeah yeah because we didn't even get a black panther trailer until comic-con so right. i imagine again they they have the the will to do that we, we are spoiled like think about universal with like fast and the furious right there's a new fast and the furious we have no trailer for that they, they release that whenever they want they they talk yeah. like there's just so much secrecy around this that we have to we always have to know a little bit more but i think we got a good amount on this and and uh especially when it comes in you add in pixar you add in lucasfilm even with Lucasfilm, you could say the same thing. We got these other shows, the Acolyte coming. Yeah. Why didn't we get anything about that? Yet we have to keep hearing about Bad Batch and Andor. Like we already yeah. heard about those prior. Right. So yeah, you know, they got to make some decisions. They got to buy time. But again, this one ran long, so they could have easily cut out some of this stuff and made it a little shorter. But overall, I think it was a success. It was really fun. Um, and now we have a bunch of new things to look forward to. So, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on for this episode. That is where we'll wrap it up. Always great to hear your insights. Yeah, appreciate it, Alex. It was a good time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And that's going to do it for us here at Comics and Cinema. I am your host, Alex Klein, and we will see you at the movies. Music